0: Welcome to A Meaningful Mess Podcast. I'm Andy McNair, author, speaker, and passionate educator that believes in the generation of learners that sit in today's classrooms. I believe that every learner deserves an opportunity to pursue their passions during the school day and that real change will come when we begin to see school as an experience instead of a place. So I've been thinking that is actually how one of my really good friends and thought partner starts almost every single sentence, <laughs> every single conversation that we have. She's always thinking she's always trying to take things to the next level. And I am so thankful for that because she has really become My thought partner and somebody who helps me think through um, so many different things, whether that's an opportunity to reflect, an opportunity to take something to the next level, or just an opportunity to really think through whatever it is that I'm wanting to do or whatever I'm wanting to make happen. So I wanted to take some time to talk about thought partners on this podcast. And this is actually going to be a series of three. Today, I want to kind of talk about what thought partners are. Um, In the next episode, I want to talk about thought partners and the four C's plus one R. And then, of course, talk about thought partners and what they look like with the six P's of Genius Hour. So I want to start with what are thought partners and why are they so beneficial and what could that look like? in the classroom if we started thinking about collaboration a little bit differently? So just think about that question. What if students had thought partners? What if they had someone in the classroom other than the teacher that they could talk with to share their ideas, ask questions, and reflect with as they learn and explore? So as I've kind of worked with my thought partner, and here's how it works, I really Anytime I do anything, whether it's going and working with a district, whether it's sharing with an audience, or it is a writing session or recording a podcast, whatever it is that I'm doing, typically right after I will get with my thought partner and we will kind of talk through what went well, what didn't go well, what would you do differently? And then as a thought partner, she has the ability to really push my thinking beyond um, where I would typically go if I was just reflecting independently. And I'm telling you, it wasn't long ago where that if somebody said to me, hey, Andy, you need a thought partner, I probably would have said, um, you've lost your mind, I really <laughs> don't need somebody to think for me, but that's not really what a thought partner does. instead, they help you use your own thinking and they push you to a place where you can't always get on your own and For me, this really happened very natural naturally. Carrie Espen, my thought partner was a friend and um, just started noticing that every time we had conversations, that's what was happening. And she had she considers herself a thought partner and used that word as we were talking one day. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is exactly what you are is a thought partner um, that gives me an opportunity to kind of see things um, from a different perspective. And so I recently just started thinking through, like I said, what does that look like in the classroom? And if I if I benefit this much from having a thought partner, I feel like it is something that should be considered in the classroom and something that we, we could make a reality for our students. Um, so we talk about collaboration and communication a lot. We know those are life ready skills that our students need. But what are the opportunities that we're giving them to make those a priority in the classroom? That's not always easy to do. And so often I talk to teachers who say to me, you know, Andy, look, I know they need those skills, but I've got to get through the content. I don't have time to teach a lesson on how to collaborate or I don't have time to show these kids how to communicate and make eye contact because the reality is that's not on the test. Well, the reality is these are skills that they really need. And so we have to find ways to weave them into what we're already doing. So I think that means that we don't necessarily have to teach a lesson or design an experience around collaboration or communication but instead we've opportunities to practice those skills into what we're already doing. So when we think about that in the classroom, I wanna explain um, kind of what a thought partner is. And there was an article written a while back for Forbes and Rainia Anderson defined thought partnership this way. She said, a thought partner is someone who challenges your thinking, causes you to modify or change your paradigms, assumptions, or actions and has information or a way of thinking that provokes you to innovate or otherwise leads to value creation in your business, career, or life. And that makes so much sense. That is exactly what my thought partner does for me. And I just can't help but think, What could this look like in the classroom? So thinking about that and what it could look like in your classroom, what if students had the opportunity to challenge each other's thinking? What if they could change their assumptions or actions or give each other the opportunity to provoke innovation or creativity in the classroom? you know, it's not a secret that I'm a big advocate of Genius Hour and passion-based learning. And as I think through without going too far into this, because again, we're doing a whole podcast on this, but without going too far into it, what a great opportunity for students to understand thought partnership and what it looks like than to collaborate with other people throughout that Genius Hour process and to think about the questions and the things that they need to ask in order to move forward. So I think the difference between just collaboration, just saying you're doing it. And thought partnership is really intentionality. It's being intentional and purposeful about that collaboration and letting students practice what that looks like. Um, And thought partners do just that. I think about behavior issues in the classroom and how thought partners could change that. You know, if, if it really is an opportunity to change your assumptions or actions could that be a way for students to share and reflect on their wrong decisions or their bad choices? And might that have more of an impact than a direct punishment or a consequence? I think that it might, because when you're sharing with a thought partner, you're reflecting, you're sharing your thoughts. And when they come to that conclusion on their own, it's so much more powerful than if they are told, hey, this is what you're doing wrong, or this is going to be your consequence. And I I mean, this generation is, I would say they're not a compliant generation. And the reason that is be- is because they don't have to get their information from us. We are not the end all be all anymore. They actually have access to the world in their pockets. And that changes everything. So, considering thought partners, even to even in an effort to um, help with choices and decisions that are made, I think is very very cool. And then, obviously, reflection. And I love to talk about reflection. I think it's one of the most powerful things that you can do in the classroom. I think that for me, it was one of the things that I didn't always make time for. And when I began to make time for it, really saw a shift in the learning and what was what my students were able to remember. Um, versus before reflection, and I was just expecting them to remember it, that became, it became much easier when we made reflection a priority. So thought partners can do that for, for someone. They can encourage reflection and really guide them through that reflection piece through questioning and, um, Kind of again pushing that thinking so that so that we think differently. There's a great resource out there, um, CauseIt.org, and I had just I just came across this recently as I was doing some research on thought partners and thinking about what that might look like. And they define thought partnership as the practice of sharing ideas and experience with others to help them navigate complex challenges. I'm going to read that one more time, and you think about it from the perspective of your classroom. So don't think about it in any other way, just from the education perspective. The practice of sharing ideas and experiences with others to help them navigate complex challenges. In thinking about that definition of thought partnership, I think one of the things that I love the most about that is that whole idea of navigating complex challenges and giving them that opportunity to not only navigate but experience complex challenges. I think so often as educators, we want to come to the rescue or we don't want to watch our students sit in their struggle because that's hard for us. Uh, make no mistake about it. That was really hard for me as a teacher because I so often wanted to come to the rescue or I wanted to help them get the right answer. But when you think about a complex challenge, oftentimes there's not a right answer. There are so many different ways to do things and so many other ways to think about um, solving a problem. And, and I think that word navigate is key to that. So it didn't say, you know, to master it's, instead, it's said to navigate complex challenges. And I think that in order to prepare students for their lives beyond the walls of the classroom, it is important that we help them not only understand but experience the reality of complex challenges and helping thought partners can help them make sense of those challenges and become more willing to take risks and try new things. You know, on the Causet.org website, they also share a framework that was, I think first introduced by Elisa Steele and Mark Boncheck. They wrote an article for Harvard business review called what kind of thinker are you? And in this article shared a framework, for thinkers. And it's really interesting. As I kind of look through this, they divide the different thinkers into big picture and details. And I am most definitely a big picture thinker. Uh, Details are not my jam. It's definitely not a secret. I'm not great at details. But there are times that I find myself having to be having to think that way because of a certain situation that I'm in or because of the type of collaboration that the person that I'm working with needs. And so I want to share these icons with you. And that's what they are. There are eight icons that represent different types of thinkers. And as you go through and you look at these, it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, I was just that yesterday. Or, oh, I just did that with one of my students today. As educators, I think we can see a little bit of ourselves in each one of these because we have to be that to meet the needs of our learners. So as I go through these, I'm going to read all eight to you. And I just want you to think about a time that you have been that in your classroom for your students, but also think of a time that you have seen one of your students be that for one of their peers or one of the one of the other learners in your classroom. All right, here we go. The first one is explorer. So thinking about those big ideas and exploring those planner, energizer, connector, expert, optimizer, producer, and coach. And so thinking about each one of those words, I think Explorer is the only one where it's kind of like, what, what, what are they talking about? But really, You know, like I said, in in our role as educators, as that has started to change and shift and evolve because of their instant access to information, we have really become thought partners for our learners. So that's really what we should be becoming in our classrooms. And so you can look at causeit.org and they explain what each one of these mean in detail and what they look like. But one of the things that they say, and this is a direct quote from that article, is that an organization needs to integrate all of these different styles of thinking in order to innovate. And I think that is so true. And I think the same is true for our classroom. You know, our students, knowing their strengths and weaknesses gives them um, kind of a chance to realize how they can help each other and contribute to the greater good. So understanding, you know, I, I, I may not be great at thinking this way, but I'm great at thinking this way. And I can help somebody who doesn't think this way when they need that. Now, I think students can think as different. I think they can kind of move throughout these different roles. In other words, I don't think a student has to be labeled an optimizer or a producer and they can't do anything else. Um, I think it's more about recognizing what is needed in a situation and being able to adapt to that. So helping our students understand, you know, you may not be great at details. So expert may not be where you want to be most of the time. But make no mistake, there's going to be a time when someone needs that from you and what skills do you need to put on and to use in that moment so that you can be the best you can in that moment for them. Um, I like the whole idea of this really changing the culture of the classroom and your students being able to build relationships, understanding whose strengths they need in order to support their weaknesses. What reason is there to cheat or to make excuses for bad behavior if, if students are given the opportunity to work with a thought partner to figure it out? You know, it kind of takes that away. The reason students cheat or they... Um, sometimes make bad decisions around that is because they're going after a grade, right? But if they instead are going after learning, if instead their goal is to understand what they're learning, thought partnership can play a big role in that. And when students understand their purpose, they are more willing to invest. If they realize that they've been chosen as a thought partner because of the task at hand, I think the work becomes more meaningful and more real. And that's what we're going for. So, man, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about what thought partners are. uh, Those three things, um, huge, just understanding that a thought partner is someone who challenges your thinking, causes you to modify or change your paradigms, assumptions, or actions, and has information or a way of thinking that provokes you to innovate or otherwise leads you to value creation in your business, career, or life. Uh, I think thinking about that, what a thought partner is, the different types of thinkers, understanding that it really is an opportunity to experience the reality of complex challenges and learn how to navigate those by sharing ideas and experiences with someone else. Just so many aha moments for me talking about thought partners and how they can be really beneficial in the classroom. So I hope that I want you to understand that this is going to be a journey. This is not a one and done. I didn't want to record this podcast and never talk about thought partners again, because you know what works in one classroom might not work in another. And I want to be able to see this from several different perspectives. So again, here we talked about what thought partners are. Um, on the next podcast, we're gonna kind of explore those laugh ready skills, the four c's plus one R collaboration, communication, creativity, critical thinking, and reflection, and the role that um, thought partners can play in giving your students an opportunity to practice those in very organic ways. Um, I'm really excited about that podcast because I have some resources to share with you guys that I think you'll be able to turn around and implement immediately into your classroom. So I'm super stoked about that. And then the third episode is really going to be about thought partnership and passion based learning. So what does this look like with the six P's of Genius Hour? What does this look like when you're giving your students an opportunity to pursue their passions during the school day? What role can thought partners play? And how can we use this whole idea to kind of take Genius Hour to the next level? So all that to say, I am really excited about being on this journey with you. I look forward to sharing even more resources and lots of things that I hope you can use in your classrooms with your students Thank you so much for taking time to listen to the podcast and kind of go through this with me. I hope, that, um, I hope that it's kind of changed your way of thinking and maybe pushed you a little bit outside your comfort zone to see things differently, um, or maybe to take something that you're already doing and take it to the next level. So thank you again. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon. So before you head out, I just want to remind you, if you're looking to connect or learn more, you can follow me over on Twitter at McNairAN3. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Meaningful Mess, and you can always hop over to my website at andymcnair.com to get all of the information, so many resources for Genius Hour, the six Ps of Genius Hour, and so much more um, over there on my website and my blog as well. So check that out. It would mean so much to me if you enjoyed this episode, if you would leave some stars, leave a review, or even share this podcast with a friend or colleague. I appreciate this community so much, and I love learning and growing with you guys. I just want to remind you to remember that if what you're doing in your classroom isn't meaningful for your students, it's a waste of your time and theirs.